So we're discussing Shmuel Anaf, we're talking about Shmuel's war against Amalek. And we saw that Shmuel, Shal, asks the, Shal asks the Kaini, the sons of Yisrael, to distance themselves from Amalek so they shouldn't get caught up in the battle. And we saw that maybe what Shal was worried about, that if you're killing the entire population, maybe there'd be innocent people too. That would be a way to justify Shal. They are having a question that's done to justify Shal, and they, they consider him guilty for disobeying the Navi. Uh, she was told Hashem Hashem to destroy every single member of Amalek, including animals, including their possessions, and Shal was struggling with that. That how is he going to destroy an entire population, even though that was the mitzvah, but he was finding it difficult to, to get himself to f- fulfill that mitzvah. In other words, uh, there was a certain natural feeling that why the entire nation of Amalek guilty? Maybe the adults, maybe the soldiers, but why the children? Why, 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 why should I destroy an entire nation? Which was wrong of him to think like that because it was against a clear instruction from Hashem. But nevertheless, having being put in a situation where he was now expected to fulfill that commandment, so there was an internal struggle in Shul, so to speak, to bring himself to do it. And really, it's a question which, which is asked, and we can ask the question now. And uh, the question is, what's the correct way to answer it? And that is, we look at, the, for example, uh, the Nazis, Yemachshimam, as the epitome of evil. Not to, to genocide, to kill an entire innocent people who've done nothing wrong. Uh, in millions of people, children, elderly people, women, children, it will... It's just murder for the sake of murder. It's like, it's unconsciousable. And the whole world appreciates that. So the question is asked. If we were had the opportunity to destroy Amalek, what would we do differently? If we'd have to destroy the entire nation of Amalek, like the Pasuk said, men, women, children, everybody. So we'd have to do the same thing. We'd have to find the best and most efficient way to destroy an entire nation. And after that, that's what Hashem wants us to do. So... Kid of morally, if you want to ask the question, how can we justify killing an entire nation? And maybe that was a struggle that Shal had as well. But how can I, how can I kill an entire nation? Now the real answer to that question is that we don't like the Pasuk says that when Shal was, so to speak, trying to bring himself to do it, so and he had to overcome his natural tendency not to want to you know, kill everybody. So there's a basco which came out and said, Al Harbe. Don't don't think you're a bigger tzaddik than Hashem. And therefore the simple resolution to that moral dilemma would be you have a clear instruction from Hashem. Hashem knows what he's doing. And Hashem is, has more rachamim than people do. And therefore don't try and uh, outsmart Hashem. Don't think you know better than him or you're more compassionate than him. He's telling you what to do. You have to listen. Some people why Shal was wrong was like the Pasuk says. Don't think that you know better than Hashem. He told you what to do. You don't have to be the one to decide is this correct or wrong, ethically or morally. You listen. That's what Hashem wants you to do. Even more so, Avram was commanded to kill Yitzchak. Right, for sure. 100%. He was commanded to kill an evil nation. Right, 100%. Avram Avinu. It's like... Had had he had this kind of second guessing what Hashem told him to do, it's true that he would have had, well, how can I bring myself to kill my son? But he didn't ask questions. Hashem told him, and he doesn't. And that's what was expected from Shaul too. Don't ask questions. Hashem knows what he's doing. He meant to listen. Not only that, you, you see how right Hashem was 
because the, those few people in Amalek who were left behind were the ones who later on were the, you know, the ancestors of the people who tried to destroy Kal Yisrael time and again. Whether it was Haman, whether it was Hitler, whatever else was going to be. So what? Uh, Shol, if you could see, like in the shot of future, of what's going to happen to the people you don't kill in Amalek, mm-hmm. you don't have any questions whether you should be killing them or not. There, 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 there would be no doubt in your mind it would be the right thing to do. And we said that, we said that after we get a sister, we say that uh, Shoal to blame for the fact that there was Haman. It was only because of his compassion. And then the Jewish people thought, Shaul, it was such misplaced compassion. Because of you, there's Haman. Mm-hmm. And Haman has no, no second thoughts about destroying the entire Jewish people. And therefore, the, 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 that that said is true as well. And that is that to have rachamim on people who are chazarim, the Gemara says in the Hedrin, that to, have per- merci- to be merciful to people who are cruel is not the right thing to do. It, it just works against you. And if uh, that's the nature of a malik, the nature of Amalek is to hate the Jewish people with such a passion that they're always the ones looking to try and destroy us, then it's wrong to have compassion on them. It's wrong to have compassion on them. It's just going to work against us eventually. And therefore, yes, if it's admitted to destroy Amalek, then our person has to feel that that's the right thing to do morally as well. And the Gemara says that, that if a person is mirachim ala aghzarim, a person has mercy for cruel people, really it's, having cruelty, it's being cruel to innocent people. It's just like if I, let's say, I want to see there's a mass murderer. If I feel bad for him, so I'm not going to punish him, he's going to kill more people. So that's not a sign of compassion, that's a sign of cruelty. You're allowing this person to do more damage. And uh, Amalek is the same. Uh, and that's why Hashem obviously knew about Amalek, who Amalek really was, and that's what Shaul was meant to understand too. You're not being compassionate by leaving Amalek. On the contrary, you, you, you're just enabling them, whoever you're going to leave behind, to, to perpetuate further crimes against Israel. We're painting Shaul as such a compassionate individual. Right. We see later on, though, with Nov, he just wipes them out. And that's exactly the second part of the Chazal we brought before. The, the, the part that same Chazal say that if a person at the beginning shows compassion where it's not expected, in the end he's going to be do the opposite. He's not going to have compassion where it is necessary. So his compassion here is honest. Your compassion here was, was compassion, but it was misplaced. And the result's going to be that like, it goes to the other extreme. And that's what we said before. Well. He, he wiped out almost everyone except for a guy. And the sheep and, and the sheep, whatever it right, is. Yes. They, right. And, uh, that wasn't right, that's, that was still not Hashem's word, but right. to say, is it really fair to say that he, didn't, that he had compassion? Well, the Pusik says he has compassion, but to say like he wasn't able, because he didn't want to wipe out a nation. That's, that's what the Rope first started that's saying. That's right. He, he did. He did. No, he, he struggled with it. He asked, what was his struggle? To get down to the last person and then stop? His, his struggle was not to do it. Mm-hmm. He forced himself to do it, but it was difficult for him. Had he not, had, had he not had that internal struggle, right. it wouldn't have been an issue to right. completely. Exactly. Okay, so that's the, that's the original, the, 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 the first practice of what Charles' mistake was. Okay, now when he actually goes to attack Amalek, so, Bayach Charles Amalek, Charles attacks Amalek, Mechavila, Bayach Ashur, Ashur, Nebitzray. As you know, Amalek was in the south. These places are brought in the Torah as well. Chavila and Shur as being places in the desert on the way to Mitzrayim. So Shal attacks Amalek. They obviously turn and run. And he chases them the whole way to Mitzrayim. Okay. Now, He captures the king alive. And all the people, he kills by the sword. So at least that part of what Hashem wanted him to do, he did. He did kill all the people, with the exception of Agag. And we have to ask ourselves a question. Uh, if Agag is the king, he should be 
the first candidate to be killed. Why did Shaul want to keep him alive? That uh, that was Shaul's first mistake. And the second mistake, Vayachamol Shaul Ba'am Al Agog, they felt sorry for Agog. Vatsan, and on the, the good quality of the sheep, Vabokar, Vamishnim, the cattle, the Mishnim is the it means the healthy rams, Vadakorin, Vakar Atsarif, all the all the possessions that Amalek has, but we don't want to destroy them. But the Khalam Balakh and the Mibs of Anam is Aizakim. Whereas everything which wasn't good quality, everything which they looked down on, all the, like, the sickly and the weak sheep that they killed. And that was just uh, compounding the mistake. In other words, if you have compassion, so why do you have compassion on a sick sheep too? If, you, if it's coming from a point of Rahmanas, I feel, I feel bad to kill something for nothing. So why are you only saving the healthy sheep? Why not the sick sheep? Uh, a weak, sick animal needs compassion also. And if that, that had no problem killing. All the weak sheep and all the sick sheep they killed, and all the healthy, strong sheep they kept behind. So then that shows it wasn't coming from compassion. It's not from Khamila. It wasn't being from Khamila. It was coming from greed, which means you wanted the fancy things. You wanted the good quality sheep. And uh, therefore, even if maybe Rahmanus would be a good midah, even though it was improper here in the context because uh, because Hashem told them not to do it, but they, they, even if there could have been an argument, you know, we, we had good midas, we were, we were merciful, we didn't want to kill things not unnecessarily, their own actions disproved them. Because if it's coming from compassion, then on contrary, the weak and sick sheep maybe need more compassion. And if they're going to kill the weak sheep and keep the strong sheep, then it means it's only greed. It's only because you want to keep it for yourself, and not because it's coming from compassion. Similarly, if you're going to save sheep and kill people, that's also not compassion. If you're going to be compassionate, and let's say spare the children, let's say. So you weren't listening to Hashem, but maybe there would be an argument for the fact that I, I couldn't do it, I had too much rachamim. But if you're going to kill the people and save the sheep, that's not rachamim. And therefore, even though that's what they said, they felt sorry for them, they were merciful to them, that was just the pretext. Really, the underlying emotion here was that they wanted to keep it. And they thought, what a waste of all this good quality uh, cattle, all, all this fancy uh, furniture or possessions that Amalek has to destroy it. And that, that was a less justifiable bad matter. Now, besides the fact that it's not what Hashem wanted, Hashem wanted Amalek to be destroyed completely, there's a second point here also. And the second point here is that this causes a chilul Hashem. Because, like we see in Megillah Sester, Megillus Esther, the Jewish people mobilized to fight uh, Haman and his forces of Amalek. And what the Megillah tells us a number of times and makes an emphasis on this was that they didn't take anything from the spoils. They didn't take anything. And that means that the fight was the Shem Shemai. We didn't stand to gain anything from it. We didn't take anything. We killed the people. We left everything else alone. And so it was clear that we're doing this as a mitzvah. And not because we're going to be standing to gain from the conflict. Whereas if people are going to despoil the enemy, then it makes it, very, it, makes it seem much more that the, uh, that the fight was because I wanted to gain something from it. Not just because it was the right thing to do. And that's what Hashem didn't want. The fight against the Amalek wasn't meant to be we want to take Amalek's things. And therefore we were stronger than them, so we set out to, you know, to, to hoard all the loot that we could take from Amalek. The point of the battle against the Amalek was because it was meant to be a Milcham Smitzvah. Amalek are evil, we want to destroy the evil. And then that's the case. The way we would show that we're doing this as a Muhammad's mitzvah is we're going to destroy the possessions too. There's no 
self-gain in the fight against Amalek. It's not like we do it to enrich ourselves or to take possession of their things. No, it's just a distract. And by choosing to take things for themselves, so then that ruins the Kiddush Hashem, which is meant to come from the battle. Because now it looks like any normal battle, that people are envious of others' success, and they, they go to war to try and steal. And same thing over here. Amalek were wealthy, Amalek had cattle, or sheep, whatever they had. And uh, it makes Kaisa look like they went to fight Amalek, because they wanted Amalek's things. Not because it was wrong, not because it was evil, not because of anything else. Which, by the way, we gave the example before. Uh, what would what would separate us destroying Amalek from the Nazi machshim and trying to destroy the Jews? So that's the second point. And then it was completely Shaladashim Shemay. There was no motivation which was noble or holy about it. On the contrary, they tried to steal everything from us. Everything they could, including people's hair and people's teeth and whatever they could. It was just outright, just a hefty to try and steal and to spoil. And the second point is, it wasn't even Shem Shemay. It was just an act of cruelty. Because even if we're going to kill Amalek and we have a mitzvah to destroy the whole nation, we have definitely have no uh, reason to try and torture them. We have a mitzvah to do. We're going to do the mitzvah as quick as efficient as possible. More than that, it's no longer a mitzvah. Uh, just like the Ramban says when he asks why the mitzvah were punished for enslaving the Jews. When Hashem wanted the mitzvah to enslave the Jews, it's a very famous question. The Ramban asks, so they were doing what Hashem wanted them to do. So why were they punished? The Ramban and the Ramban both ask the same question. And uh, the answers they both give are very practical to ask discussion as well. The, uh, the Rambam's answer is, that's not the reason they were doing it. They didn't know that they were instructed by Hashem to, kill, to, find, to enslave the Jews. It happened to be that it was Hashem's plan, that's why it happened. But since it wasn't their intention, so there's no reward for that. And the same thing would be, if, if we doing something... They needed Kavana to do it, to get a reward? For yes. If they, were, if they would have done according to the Rambam, if they would have done this, this is what Hashem wants us to do, and therefore we're fulfilling what Hashem wants, and, uh, and no, it's in bracha. The Kaim mitzvah Hashem to enslave the Jewish people, Hashem couldn't have punished them for that. They were doing what He wanted them to do. But they, wouldn't, they didn't know about that, they didn't care about that, and it wasn't their reason. So even though it happened to fit in with Hashem's plan, they definitely can't uh, take refuge in such an argument. It wasn't what you had in mind at all. And that would be the difference also. When you're going to fight Amalek, it's just an understanding that we're not doing this because we have a personal vendetta against Amalek or we want to destroy Amalek. We're doing this because this is what Hashem wants us to do. And we've been kind of mitzvah. And when that would be the motivation, that would be the mindset, then we're doing the right thing. That's the first. The Ram, what the Ramban says is the mitzvah went way beyond the call of duty. They were told to enslave the Jewish people. No one told them to kill the boys. No one told them to kill children to bathe in their blood. No one told them to torture us. So that all showed that it wasn't just to Mekayim Hashem's decree of enslaving the Jewish people. Whatever they did more than that was a sign of their own cruelty or their own uh, attempt to try and uh, subdue Klai Yisrael and suppress us. And that's for sure. That's, that's just to be punished. And the same thing over here. If we would fight a Molech, but we would try and take money for ourselves from it. Or if we would try to fight a Molech, but we would use it as a way to settle our grievances with them and torture them, whatever else we're going to do, we'd be doing the wrong thing too. We'd be doing the wrong thing too. That wasn't what the mitzvah was. And if, we do, if we're now employing our own bad mitzvah, if we're now employing our own bad mitzvah, so then of course that's something which can be punished again. If we're doing it as a mitzvah, then the mitzvah is 100% what Hashem wants us to do is not more than that. And in the, in the context of Amarek, that would be what Hashem was told, go and kill them. Kill them, everybody, don't take anything from it. And don't make it seem like something which you're going to take benefit from. And Taj made that mistake, 
and that ruined the both it ruined the opportunity to destroy Amalek, and also it ruined the Kiddush Hashem, which was meant to come from the war against Amalek. So the puzzle continues. The puzzle yod. So Hashem comes to the Navi to Shmuel in the village. He tells him, "Nichanti kimnachti yashalim erech." Nichanti literally means I regret, but obviously Hashem doesn't regret things, and therefore whenever the Torah talks about Hashem and it says "nichanti," which is a few times in the Torah, and like in the beginning of Parshas Bereishis, it says, "After man went so wrong in the generation before the flood," it says, "Vayinochem Hashem ki osas adam varetz." So it doesn't mean Hashem regretted it. Right, there's a very famous Rashi there. Rashi says a certain uh, idolater came to Rabbi Shulman Karach, and he says, "What Hashem doesn't know the future." So of course Hashem knows the future. So how could Hashem regret creating people when they went bad? He knew it was going to happen. So Rabbi Shulman Karach answers, answers him, and he says to him, "Tell me something. Did you ever have a son?" He says, "Yes, I did." So he said, "And how did you? What did you do?" So he said, "Well, I celebrated. I made a party. It was a big simcha." So Rishab and Karach told him, and you didn't know that, that one day the son was going to die? Yeah, everyone knows people are going to die, no one knows forever. So he said, I did know that, so why did you celebrate his birth? So he said, now there's a reason to celebrate. If one day he died, there'll be a reason to mourn him. So Rishab and Karach says that that's the same thing. When it talks about Hashem, it doesn't mean Hashem regretted what he did before. But rather the word uh, by Hashem means a change, of, a change of how Hashem feels. Before he was happy with people, now he's not happy with people. It's like a, a reversal in the way Hashem feels. And same thing over here. Until now, Hashem was happy with Shalos the king, to some extent. And now, Nichamti, I've changed my mind, which means I'm no longer happy with Shalos the king. By the way, the idea of Nechama, giving somebody comfort, has comes from the same you said. If you think about it, well, how can you comfort a person? They've suffered a tragedy, they've suffered a loss. And of course, we understand they're going to feel miserable, they're going to feel sad, they're going to feel like broken. So what's, what what nechama can you give somebody? You can't change what happens. And the answer is, being menachem and avil, giving nechama, is exactly the same idea. It's changing a person's way of thinking. So it's true, I can't change the facts. But we can try and work to change the way a person thinks about the fact. So instead of looking at it as, as hopeless, or looking at it as something which is unfathomable, or looking at it as just the end of everything, so, you know, maybe there's a reason, and maybe there's help beyond, and maybe you can pick yourself, whatever's going to be, help yourself up again. It changes the way a person thinks. That's the Nechama, is that change in mindset. And that was like we say by Hashem, the idea of Nechamti, I've changed my mind. And therefore, Shmuel t- Shol, uh, Hashem tells Shmuel, Nechamti, I've changed my mind about Shol. He went, he strayed from what I told him to do. He didn't keep my commandment. And therefore, Hashem is basically saying he's changed his mind, he doesn't want Shal as a king anymore. And it's interesting in Shmuel's reaction. Shmuel Shmuel is very saddened by that. Yichar is sad and angry? It normally means angry, but in the context, Shmuel's not going to be angry with Hashem. So rather, he was sad about the fact that that Shal um, was was rejected. And he cries to to Hashem the whole night. Obviously, to, to reconsider and to reinstate Shal, Hashem doesn't want to do it. Now, that's an interesting point because we saw not long ago, uh, Shmuel was was very disappointed that they wanted a king and that they they, they wanted Shal. And now that he pointed Shal, now he's very disappointed um, to to see Shal getting rejected. And the reason is like this: more than just 
uh, appointing Shaul on Hashem's instruction to be the king, really Shaul was Shmuel's stomach. He brought him to that stage. Uh, the Apostle tells us about the various stages that Shaul went through to, from being the, the, the farm boy who was looking for the donkeys until not the king, and it was under Shmuel's tutelage. And therefore, Shmuel considered Shaul to be his, uh, so to speak, his, appoint, his, his appointment, his student. And now that uh, Shaul gets rejected, in a way Shmuel feels that this is his, his uh, achievement, so to speak, of setting up the king was, was being destroyed, which, which, which is why he davens to Hashem uh, to keep Shaul. But like we said, Hashem decided that this was Shaul's second mistake, and there was no going back. Shmuel gets up early to walk to, walk to meet Shaul. So where is Shaul? Shaul had been at the battlefield, but now he's already on the way back. So Shmuel gets told, Ba Shaul HaKarmela. Shaul has come to the Carmel. And he's making himself a Yad. Now, what it means, those he was making a statue, or like a monument of his hand. Of showing that his victory of Amalek, this is like a symbol of his victory. So literally, Matzav Yad means just setting up a model, so to speak, of his hands. The others who explain it, the Radak and others explain it. Matzav Yad means just he was, uh, he was, he's making a place for the army to encamp. In other words, after all the troops had chased Amalek, and now they want to gather them back again. So he made us like the flag and whatever it is, and every this will be a central point where all the army. Will regather, and then those who say like Rashi that Matzav Yad means he's building a mizbech. Either way, what it meant was that Shaul was making after everyone had chased the Molech, he was trying to bring everyone back again to regroup them, and this is what he was doing. Innocent says that he was it was going to be a place to give out the spoils that they had taken from Amalek, so he made a central place to distribute the spoils. Okay, Vayisov, Vayavad, Vayavad so Shaul had originally been traveling to the south of Eretz Israel, where the battle had taken place. But now that he heard that Shaul had set up a camp in Carmel, which is more north of Eretz Israel, so Shaul turns around and he goes the other direction. Shmuel, Shmuel turns around, I'm sorry, he goes the other direction to find Shaul there. By the way, why is this important? Why does it make a difference to us where Shaul was and why Shmuel went the one way and he went the other way? Why is that of significance to us? So we'll see that, uh, why the Navi bothered to tell that, we'll see soon. Anyway, Shmuel comes to Shal. So Shal sees him, and Shal says to him, uh, It's a way of greeting someone greater than you. And he says, uh, Fulfill Hashem's decree, Shmuel was the one who instructed him to destroy Amalek, and he feels he's done it. And therefore he says, uh, he greets Shmuel with the bracha, Look, I was successful. I fulfilled what you wanted me to do. Which is a very strange thing to say. Why Why did Shaul think that he'd be Makayim and Dvarashem? He knew that he hadn't. He knew that Dvarashem was to destroy everything, and he knew that he had kept some of the sheep, and he had kept Hagar. So how, how, how did Shaul think that this was called being Makayim and Dvarashem? In other words, what the Novi's pointing out to us, it wasn't just in justification that Shaul's going to say, no, I listened, I listened, when, Shaul, when Shmuel rebukes him. Even before that, he's convinced he did the right thing. He's, uh, he's, uh, he exuberantly tells Shmuel, look, come, come, you should be happy with me. Look what I did, what a good job I did. I kept Hashem's, I kept Hashem's decree. 
when it was so clearly not the case, how can, how can he make such a mistake? More than that, the Mitzvahs even goes a step further, and he's Kilo saying to Shmuel, Baruch Atah Hashem, that Kilo, now, now that I've done such a big mitzvah, I can give you a bracha. Okay, there's a concept, the person who's done a mitzvah, so there's a koyach of bracha. He says, look, I just did this big mitzvah of destroying a monarch, so now I can give you a bracha. Or as he says, I can say the bracha comes from you because this was your mitzvah, and look, look how well I fulfilled it. So how could Shaul in good faith say that, when he knew that he did it? And uh, the answer here is not uh, an answer in the Matthias, because we don't have an answer for the Matthias. It's an answer in Musa. It's an answer in Musa. And that is that the nature of a person, the nature of a person is when they want to do something, so then they're going to justify what they want to do as they're doing the right thing. As doing the right thing. So for Shaul to think, no, Hashem told me to destroy the animals, but I'm not listening to him. I'm, devi- I'm defiantly going against what he doing said. I'm doing worse. Then a person do- that doesn't sit well with the person. And therefore, even if there had been some kind of Nagia involved originally, why he wanted to save the animals, but it has to get to a second point, and that is to justify that this is, this is what Hashem really meant. And therefore, I'm happy for what I did. I, I, I now understand that that should be what I was meant to do. And therefore, you can say, okay, Moses Farashem. It wasn't that he felt bad about it. It wasn't that he was trying to avoid Shmuel and, uh, and get away with the crime. No, on the contrary, he was very confident that he had done the right thing. 100%. Look what I did. What a wonderful thing I did. Oh, that's clearly not what Hashem told you to do. That's the nature of a person. A person has that ability to justify what he's doing. And not only that, but to kind of explain to themselves. That, that, that's exactly what I was meant to do. I did the right thing. And that's what we said in the passage before. Shaul wasn't trying to hide. If he's going to make a public place where he's going to regather everybody, or, or even make him his bayah, or whatever it's going to be, make, this is the sign of my victory, it means he wasn't embarrassed, it wasn't like he felt guilty or that he tried to hide from Shmuel. I mean, no, he, was, he, he felt this was uh, his, his, his success, that he done what Shaul wanted him to do. Byfin, we said previously, that Shaul was struggling with himself. That like how can it be that this is what Hashem expects from me? So the internal resolution that Shaul had to come to was, no, that's obviously not what Hashem expects from me. And therefore what I'm doing, what I did is what Hashem wanted me to do. Not more than that. Even though, like we saw previously, that wasn't necessarily a sign of chemla. It wasn't a sign of compassion, it was a sign of greed. But people justified to themselves. No, I did what I was meant to do. So how does, how does Shmuel answer him? Rather than directly just like say to him that it's not true, so Shmuel. Shmuel says, "What am I hearing these sheep? What are the sheep I'm hearing?" And they call the bakar. In other words, where are these animals from? And obviously that was meant to be the the, the answer to Shaul. You said you listened to Hashem. Hashem said, "Kill the animals." Why am I hearing the voices of animals? Now, just as uh, I saw them, first I actually said this. At, uh, when you, if you would read uh, the this pasuk in Anach as it's read with the the trough, as it's uh, read in the Torah, so it's it has a tefer in the meh, and he was trying to make the sound of the sheep. The meh is the sound of the sheep, and so he was trying to simulate this. Says, why am I hearing this? Uh, exactly what I was saying. What he was saying was, why am I hearing the sheep? That's the, 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 if if you you kept the word of Hashem. So what shall answer? Vayem Mishal, me Amalek yaviyum. We took it from Amalek. One second. 
didn't he know that you were meant to destroy the world? Well, Shaul doesn't see that. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't apologize. He says, the sheep, oh, sure, I'll tell you exactly what the sheep are. The sheep are from Amalek. Hevium, they brought them from Amalek. They felt bad to destroy the good sheep and the good cattle. And why do we save them? The man's very Hashem Alekecha. They want to bring them as Karbanas. And all the bad sheep and all the weak sheep, we killed them. <coughs> the good sheep? No, we're going to bring Karbanas. So what was Shaul's justification? Shaul's justification was, of course I'm going to destroy the sheep. But why destroy them and, just, and, and uh, kill them and just leave them in the field? Bring them as a carbon. They'll all get killed, they'll all get shafted, but uh, I'm, I'm upgrading them. I'm bringing them as a carbon. And that's, uh, that's better than just killing them. So the, the Shaul's reasoning was, I'm not, I'm for sure I want to become what Hashem said. Hashem said, destroy all the sheep. I have every intention of destroying all the sheep. But why just kill them? Why can't I bring them as a carbon instead? That way I'll, I'll, I, will kill, I will destroy them and at the same time do something good with them. So that's what, that's what Shaul tells Shaul. He says, yes, it's true these are the Amaraki sheep, but we behind the words of Hashem. We're going to kill them all as carbonists. They're all going to get destroyed. Is that true? When we've seen the passage before that uh, the people spared the sheep, it doesn't say anything about carbonists. No. On the contrary, the Pasuk said before, I'll read the Pasuk again, all the different kinds of animals, they didn't want to destroy them. Exactly. This was, this was a terrorist. This wasn't the truth. It wasn't what actually happened. They didn't intend originally that they're going to bring all these, all these uh, animals as carbonists. They felt bad to destroy them. They wanted them. They were, they were valuable animals, they were good quality animals. And therefore, they wanted to, originally, they wanted to keep it. And what's the proof for that? He's having Yenison, we saw before. Yenison says that uh, Shaul was making a place to, 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 to spread out the spoils. He's making a place to split the spoils. Well, if you're meant to be bringing these animals as carbonas, what spoils are you, split, are you spilling out exactly? And the answer is, that wasn't the original intention. The original intention is they wanted the animals. But now that Shmuel is saying, and what about these animals? What are they doing here? So now Shmuel has to think of a justification. Why have I kept the animals? Now, here we see again an interesting thing. Originally, Shmuel didn't think he had done something wrong with the animals. He had somehow convinced himself that it was okay. But now when Shmuel asking him, so why am I hearing the voice of animals? What's going on? Why are there animals? You weren't meant to leave animals. So now he has to think of a justification. So now he comes up with this new, this new key to excuse. No, of course, we're going to bring him as Karbanas. What's the question? That, that wasn't the intention. That wasn't the intention. This was, this was a way to, so to, speak, to defend himself when that wasn't what, what originally they kept the animals for. Which is just compounding, them, compounding the crime. Uh, but I must say, we'll finish with this. But I must say that the, the first part of an Avera is what a person does wrong. The second part is when a person looks for more and more reasons to justify the Avera. And they can be contradictory. And a person is just digging himself further into the problem by you know, trying to explain everything with whatever story he can come up with, which is just going to become self-contradictory. Okay, you save the animals of Kobanus. What about the possessions? What are you, you going to do with them? What about a gag? You bring him as a carbon too? It's, it doesn't answer all the questions, but that's the nature of that, that, that same middle. That rather than be prepared to admit that there's something wrong, the person tries to justify and justify, then it's, it, it just compounds the, so to speak, how the, 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 the crime because 
it, it, it also adds an element of what's known, of Shekhar to the original Avera also. Okay, that's what I'm coming from there.